0: Okay, are you going to eat on microphone? You're like, I'm going to eat near the microphone. I'm so
1: hungry. Okay. Is that Indian food? What no. is that? I had Indian food last night. So is my leftovers.
0: Nice. Wait, are you eating Jeff's leftovers right now? No, if he was
2: eating my leftovers, he'd be shitting fire
1: right now. <laughs> is, it, is that how you spent last night?
0: That's how I spent this morning. Welcome to the Cast. <laughs> talking like we usually do. Just a couple of guys talking about eating some Indian food. Uh, yeah. yeah, I... Uh, it's funny because you know there's mild dishes on an Indian food menu and they're too they're way too spicy for me. <laughs> there's like it it it's my least favorite cuisine because I'm a pussy. Like mm-hmm. I just can't handle it. I can't handle the spice. It's, it's something that drives my wife crazy. The fact that I can't really handle this you is know, very spicy. Non-spicy. Right, it could but if, the spice I levels. guarantee if I ate it, I would be like, oh no, oh yeah. You know, it wouldn't be as bad as if I you know had like a insanity ghost pepper or something. Oh,
2: yeah. But. I, so, like, I love spicy, and there's this uh, dope Indian food spot on Venture called Lal Merch in, like, Studio City that I always loved to, to go to, and I, I would always get it hot, and I would always be like, yeah, make it hot, and it was good. It was, like, real spicy. I always sweat a bunch, and my nose runs when, when I eat some real good spice, and then for my birthday a couple of years ago, I went there, and I was like, yeah, get it spicy. I was like, as hot as you got it, and they're like, okay, like, we have this other level that we never give you, basically, and I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, this other real hot level that we just, you know, don't actually give you. I was like, no, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Dude. Like I fucking took a bite and was just like,
3: ah, this hurts. Yeah, I've you talked. Really to, like stuff Oh
2: no, I still ate it because I'm not going to look like a pussy if I order the hot <laughs> right. food. I'm so going to finish off. Enjoyable food. to me at that level. When it gets of that. That, but that level, yeah, of it did hot, cross yeah. into the like much. Less enjoyable, much more of like a, I have to prove that I can eat this I've known
0: I've known plenty of people who, you know, get upset when they find out, like, you know, whatever ethnicity. They have the special super spicy stuff for the non-white people. And they're like, well, no, I want that. Give that to me. And the story usually ends with the, oh, my God, it was so fucking hot. But I had to finish it. So it's like, they know better than us. White people are so dumb. You know, can I just on record as saying that stupid whites i know it's been it's it's a a tough time to be white guys right now because everybody's out to get us but you know we are dumb you know let's be honest we're we're not the smartest i
2: mean honestly here's here's one thing i just want to like point out to all white guys even if 100 it was true that the rest of the world was out to get us wouldn't that just be karma like for all the rest (laughs) of history
0: crap yeah so. well it's it, at, at some point your up your uppance will come to borrow a turn of phrase from the great sideshow bob thousands of years of imperialism came back to rot
1: british people's teeth away this is the joy of living and doing the podcast at my house is that you just going in the fridge i was gonna try to eat breakfast but uh, rachel was here having coffee didn't have time yeah. So listen, I ran out of time.
0: I almost brought donuts. He didn't want, to have,
2: I, the, he didn't want to have the sog
3: butt while I, she was here. <laughs> I was yeah.
0: I was gonna bring donuts, but I didn't. I just didn't have time. I didn't want to be late because I'm always late. No, and I was her. just like, I, I dropped Felix off on time. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Okay, I gotta, had to go to Costco buy gas because that's what dads do. You were early. Uh, well, I was a few minutes early, but there there wasn't a good donut shop on the way. I was looking. I was I was keeping my my I eyes peeled.
1: Haven't, I haven't done my Valley living donut research. I before.
0: mean. I would have been fine with the Yum Yum Donuts, okay. which is a chain, Yes. which for people not from oh. Southern California, Yum Yum Donuts, they have the Yum Yum Dozen. You know how Baker's Dozen's 13? Yum Yum Dozen. 14. Boom. Magnolia. If you go down to Magnolia mm-hmm.
2: to approach the 170, there's a Yum Yum right across right there. from Taco Bell. I See, I knew
0: there was one somewhere around here. Jeff, this is his old hood. Yeah. So Jeff knows everything around here. It's across oh, yeah. the
1: street. It's a Colfax and Magnolia.
0: Well, that's where I should have gone. But instead, no donuts. Jeff's hungry. Will's eating Indian <laughs> food. And I'm not doing nothing. Anyway, as we go through the introductions, uh, Jeff DeRay has like 12 billion followers on Twitter. Tiger so, Blood winning. Uh, I guess at Jeff DeRay, but I don't know. how, <laughs> That's how you get it. followers, right? Yeah, that, did, I mean, that did work. He hadn't tweeted and he had a million followers in less than an hour when the Charlie Sheen meltdown was happening, which, by the way, I think is still going on. Yeah. It's just he's not in. in no one
3: cares.
2: Well, this is going to sound really like mean and bleak, but I also think that there's some truth to it. Uh, so it's just like half joke, half serious. Like once he came out with the fact that he had AIDS, it's just like, this is neither funny nor like something people really want to think about anymore. It's like, yeah. Oh, your life has turned into like such a shit spiral that it's like, I don't even want to think about what you yeah, said to yourself.
0: It, it's like when, if your favorite sitcom turned into every week was the very special episode. And you're just like, no, let's go, let's go back to the ones with the jokes. Yeah,
1: people only like to mock you and consume you, so to speak, as entertainment until it becomes reality. And then once it's reality, it makes them sad, and they don't know how to handle reality, and they just run away. But now he's like the wicker man, right? Like, he's the
0: sack.
2: How to get burned!
1: How to get burned! How to get burned!
0: <laughs> well,
2: look, I have
0: I have no idea how to live in the real world. So that's why I live in the blackcast. Yeah. And the blackcast Ready is player one. At blackcast B L A D T C A S T. The Blackcast on Facebook and of course blackcast.com. Will Sterling's at Will Sterling underscore. Yeah. And you know, he's got podcast. Motivation Report. Yeah. You'll find it. Yeah. It's out there. And I'm at Christian DNZ. This is uh, older news. Uh but of course if you listen to the black cast closely you'll know why it's older news. But I did want to talk about something from the headlines that DMX going to jail for a year over tax evasion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last time I believe it was for stealing cars at JFK airport, unless I'm completely mistaken. Hmm. But I remember him stealing cars at the airport. You know, he was stealing them to sell them. He wasn't just stealing them to, like, go for a ride. Right. You know, and it I mean, it. you know, look, it's. Let's be honest, it's been like 20 years since DMX's like real heyday. Right. I guess he's up in there. But can you think of an example of somebody who you hear something? It was his tax evasion. It's like, you know, that happens to Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. But stealing cars. That's how we caught Al Capone. For stealing cars. A tax evasion. Oh, right. No, I know. Uh, Wesley Snipe. That's how we finally caught Passenger 57. Mm-hmm. That was the, that's, that was stealing. the day. Stealing cars. <laughs> that was the day you had to stop betting on Black. Yeah was the day that he went to jail. He was like, no, I can't, can't do it anymore. I don't know. I find these things to be surprising when uh, this happens to famous people because it seems like it's so great to be famous, but Will, as a famous person, it's not always great, is it? <laughs> he started laughing, but uh, I, I don't know why.
1: Listen, when I evade taxes, I'm very cautious. I'm very careful about it. I got a guy who helps me. So there's no way that I could get caught despite the fact that I'm talking about it publicly on a podcast like this. Man, see, you'll never take my taxes alive, (laughs) coppers. I was, sometimes I come up with dumb jokes, and I enjoyed, and it's like, Jeff, on the last episode that we were together, you were saying, like, your tweets are just jokes for yourself. Really, that's all it is for me. I said, DMX, going to jail for a year for tax evasion. Looks like the IRX going to give it to him. (laughs) Which I thought was great.
0: Which is the main reason why I wanted to talk about it, because I like that tweet. (laughs) <laughs> See, that's, that's what it really yeah. all came down to <laughs> great
1: best joke not the best joke I've ever had that was a couple of weeks ago but that one I
0: well alright what was the best joke you ever had
1: did you hear the one about the guy who got high as a motherfucker he tried edibles for the first time
0: <laughs> which when you say it, <laughs> it, it it's it's not as funny as when you read it right because cause yeah. it's edibles. it's text based D-O-D so written
1: joke yeah
0: which is where I do best the, the written jokes
3: I uh, just
1: heard I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about some cult and like Oedipal complexes and shit and I was like oedipal i thought it was the oedipus complex but i was like so i looked up oedipal and i was like oh that's a way to say it and i was like oedipal sounds like edibles and i was like there's a joke and i was like did you hear the one funny enough when i thought about did you hear the one about the guy got high as a motherfucker he tried oedipals for the first time. i was like that's funny oh yeah motherfucker okay cool great like totally just wrote itself
0: you stumbled into the joke you didn't realize how brilliant you were correct that's amazing true comedy that's what we deliver here on the Black I give myself
2: pats on the back for coming up with nicknames for Trump, like Donnie Trumpet.
0: <laughs> and that has is the sort of thing that's likely you know, to you. because he blows. <laughs> Having more than 10,000 followers on Twitter as Donnie Trumpet. because he, he blows. Is that exactly what you tweeted? Was yeah, Donnie like Trumpet, that dot, that dot, dot, because he blows? No,
1: it's like, uh, I got a new nickname for John Trump. <laughs> I I remember reading that being boss. like... <laughs> Yay! (laughs) You just laugh and it's like, that's good. Uh, Well,
0: as we alluded to a couple weeks ago, the last time we were together, one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about was (laughs) Jessica Jones season two on Netflix. And it's very divisive. And there was a back and forth that uh, Will had with uh, a friend of. (laughs) the show. It was not back
1: and forth. It was, I said one thing and then he went
0: promptly left. So he said, he had a statement. You went back and went back and forth. That's fine. I'm mentioning that because that's with our friend, Rob Lurch. That's not the only, he's not the only person that I've heard the things that he's
1: saying about Jessica Jones,
0: about Jessica Jones season two, being hard to watch. Mm -hmm. That has become sort of a, a popular narrative that, it's hard to watch because the people are unlikable and I say that's what happens when your shows are set in New York because in New York everyone is unlikable. I should know.
1: What are you trying to say, Christian? It's not true. I don't
0: want to be a pirate. Which, by the way, apparently uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, stole comedians in cars getting coffee from a guy who pitched it to him and shot a pilot with him. I just read that. What? So, uh, yeah, that guy might be entitled to some of that Netflix money that uh, yeah, Jerry of dollars. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix,
2: did you see Spielberg's comment on Netflix, essentially, where it was like, or it wasn't specifically Netflix, but it was basically like movies that don't have like long theatrical releases or go straight to Netflix shouldn't yeah. be considered for the Oscars. And it was just like... Incorrect. First of all, that's just dumb, in my opinion. But like, as Steven fucking Spielberg, how do you not understand this thing called context? And in context the Academy Awards that we just had, the only movie that was nominated for things that went straight to Netflix was Mudbound, the one that had a woman uh, nominated for a first time. And for a director and uh, minorities, like everything you were trying to fucking include, and you're going to come out after the uh, ceremony and be like, that shouldn't have even been fucking nominated. Do you not understand how
1: stupid you fucking are? Also, the post was so fucking average, so calm. I didn't even care to
2: see it because I don't care about Spielberg's movie that much anymore like I'll go see Ready Player One because it looks interesting but like I didn't see War Horse I didn't see a lot of I did not see War Horse because
1: I I just like you don't matter to me anymore well the classic Spielberg magic is kind of is he I mean you can't really recreate that because it was born in the 70s and 80s but the thing that's frustrating about him is that Spielberg is critical of 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 a model and something that has been blown out of proportion that he helped create he invented the modern blockbuster with stuff like Jaws and ET, movies that stayed in the theater. And he's always like fucking bemoaning like Transformers and shit. And he's like, in my day, ET was in the theater for like three months, and it just kept making money over time. It's like because it was different then, but yeah, that's why it stayed one in the theater. Movie that came yeah, out every three yeah, months. But you made those fucking movies, like you made the same thing that was just a different model and then understandably a business is going to try to be like let's make a ton of those movies and flood the market and just make a bunch of money and it's like he keeps he keeps he would like revolutionize things and then the industry would change and he'd be like well it wasn't like that when in my heyday i'm like you don't i understand you're spielberg and i adore and grew up with and i'm inspired by so many of those early movies but like every time he fucking comes out and says something i'm like I just, so like Ready Player One, I'm like, look at the fucking shit that you bought into on your own stuff. And, and all you've done is create a green screen movie with one fucking actor roaming around in a soundstage. And you want to be like, mm, Netflix should have to do, f-. go fuck yourself. Like, yep. come on. It, it Use just, practicals. You have the money, you douche.
2: Uh, like, I won't say specifically whom I'm thinking of, but there's this person in my life who Buzinski. statements like that. No. Uh, directly reflect... It's not somebody that would ever listen or even tangentially to this, but I'm just trying to avoid the whole calling people out thing now. It's uh, somebody who's in media and film, and it's just like, I just think it speaks to that generation. This idea of like... Oh well when we were making movies on film and all these things oh everything was so great and all this nostalgia it's like ignoring everything they've actually been doing for the last 30 to 40 years mm-hmm. and it's like do you are you going to ignore what you've done over the last several decades and like how your everything you're talking about like being problem. I don't know. I feel like I'm being
1: overly vague.
0: (laughs) No, but it's all I mean, it's relevant to the conversation that we're having and to Will's point, look, we were all inspired by Steven Spielberg's early work. I think 1941 is the movie that made most people decide that they wanted to be creative and write or make movies or whatever. Obviously that the guy who made 1941 should be telling people what's good and what isn't. But that was also uh, 45 years ago. Yep. It's a comedy about World War II with John Belushi, if you don't know the movie. Yes, it yes. is also not very funny. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, And when you look through the list of his movies, you will probably not find any more movies that were even trying to be comedies. Yeah. But he is definitely in a, a very specific place, I guess. And, you know, it's look. there's a part of me. I was having a conversation with my wife the other day that you know what? I, I don't like to watch shows, uh, that not on TV. You know, I don't like to watch them on my phone or an iPad or whatever. I do sometimes just out of necessity, but it's like, Oh yeah, well I'll send you a link and you can download this. I was like, yeah, but how about some kind of app on my smart TV where I can watch it on a big screen because then it's fun. You know, I feel like when I'm watching a show, especially on my phone, it's like, I'm trying to like get through it as quickly as possible. You know, it's like I'm rushing through it and that's, I still like to sit and watch and enjoy when it's good.
1: Well, here's the thing is like, even like the, the gods of film and television can be open-minded about stuff if they're willing to listen to younger voices and how things change. For instance, uh, one of the other shows I do at podcast one is Norman Lear's podcast. Norman Lear's 95 years old. The man is arguably like the greatest genius of television in terms of like all the crazy, sh- amazing shows that he's created. Super in tune with just how things have changed. 95 is like, yeah. So they were like, we'll do one day at a time on Netflix and we'll revamp it. we Make it about a Latino family. And, we'll and he's like, we should because we need voices for these actors and for this kind of stuff. And obviously Netflix is a great model to go to. And he's like, all that dude wants to do is just like make shows and work. But like, sometimes you get really famous rich people who are like, well, I had to live in a closet and I snuck into the Warner Brothers lot and I got a job doing this. I'm like, I'm great and happy that that's how it worked for you 50 years ago. But right now, people my age have to invest like... $50,000 $50,000 yeah. of their own shit, putting themselves into debt to make a movie that hopefully someone will buy and distribute that might get the money to make another movie. If I snuck on
2: the lot like you did back in the day, I'd get yeah.
1: tasered yeah. and yeah. put in jail. Right. And then not not act, not given a job to make a yeah. fucking duel. Like, now that's the kind of spirit we right. like. You got pizzazz. But pass. I'm like pissing no. myself. Be like, Fuck. <laughs> and
0: sometimes you have sort of the titans of industry who will say things more like, I remember when I invented Daredevil, he had to be yellow because they thought it would be too scary if he looked like the actual devil. Then eventually, I was like, "eh, let's get high." But anyway, we got uh, a little off track. Uh, we got a little off track, but Jessica, it's Jones. Jessica Jones. And I let me just—I'll—I'll I'll start. Uh, I found it to be very interesting, and the idea that. Everyone is selfish and everyone is unlikable. And again, I, this sound, that was an <laughs> unintentional Don't ding. Don't pat yourself on the back. Yeah, that was my, my phone <laughs> dinged the bell. And uh, as I said, there are headlines from websites that say this. Rob Lorch is one of many people that I saw saying sort of no, these things. No, he's a single voice yeah, in the night. He's, Quiet. He's, he's the only one I'm talking to. No, but the point is that I was like, well, first of all, I find jessica to be the opposite of selfish yet conflicted now granted her uh, we're gonna talk about it in terms of uh, heavy spoilers i guess because i was gonna talk about yeah. it vaguely but now the next thing i would say so her mom's a murderer and she doesn't want to turn her in okay I, I get that she's being selfless for the sake of her mom selfish in terms of if you're somebody you know got murdered you know a detective got thrown out the window but or your head snapped all yeah, the way around I, I would say that the worst person in terms of selfishness is patsy aka yeah. trish oh, yeah. but i thought she was amazing this season i loved her story and uh jerry had an amazing amazing storyline oh, oh, i jerry. loved the arc that she had especially the way it ends up setting up you know clearly for like another show i feel like setting up her role in dare uh, in sorry in uh, iron fist season two because she's like well i gotta keep brand And they're like, yeah, remember the show that you all hate? Yeah, it's coming back. Don't worry. And I'm going to be on it. And I guess Malcolm's going to be there. And that other guy who should be dead. But anyway, I don't know. I thought it was good. And I think as, and I've talked about this, I look at the Netflix series as a whole. And that's why I'm in the minority that I don't love Luke Cage because the first half is great. And then the second batch of episodes, I was like, well, I'm not into this as much. So I thought that this is a season worked well they told the story well and i was glad that kilgrave only made an appearance in one episode i thought that he was going to be like haunting her throughout the whole season and i was going to be really annoyed yeah. uh, anyway jeff you were going to speak before uh, no, i fill I'm about Glad
2: it. you said wait, this may be one of those shows that i may down the line have to give another chance because it was like the first time i watched luke cage i enjoyed it but i wasn't super impressed the second time i watched it i enjoyed it more i didn't love this season um, You're talking season two of Jessica Jones. Jessica you Jones, did not love. Yeah, I did right. not love season two Jessica Jones. I wasn't like upset about how unlikable the characters were. It's just if I have a problem right now, it's that we're how many seasons into the Marvel Netflix, and it doesn't seem like they've increased their budget like a
0: dollar.
1: Mm. That's one of my biggest.
0: Things. My my biggest complaint is the fact that she barely uses her powers, mm-hmm. and there are key moments where she should jump slash fly that thing she can do, mm-hmm. and she does not. No. And there's, if you want to say, like, yeah, I uh, twisted my ankle the last time I did it. You, you just need one line to explain why she doesn't do it. Mm. They don't explain why she doesn't do it anymore, and it's probably because Jeff is saying they don't want to spend the money on having her jump. She's not flying. She's ju- so you just need to have the part, and they did it for her mom. She just has to fall back on the ground. That's the effect that you need. And it's she frustrating. gates. Yeah, Well, here's what she does mostly, and I'm taking this from Howard Stern who was talking about watching the show. Her power is breaking locks. That is what Jessica Jones' power is. She's very good at it. And apparently everything in New York is padlocked. And Jessica's like, yeah, well, fuck that. Anyway, uh, I agree with your, your criticism though, Jeff. So I think
2: starting from that point, I just like right off the bat when everything just started to feel cheap. And stuff. I, I divested my attention and I started playing on my phone more. So I just don't think I caught this season as intimately as I had the first season. Because I loved the first season and I felt like it really pulled you in. It made you feel like you had to watch what was going on because of the nuance. And I just didn't feel any nuance in this season. Um, I see the idea of like the unlikability, but to be frank, like I never liked anybody in Jessica Jones.
0: So last season either?
2: No. Nobody yeah. in the show was, like, cool or likable. It was, like, you've got angry Luke Cage who's just, like, pissed off about this, like, lady where it's, like, there's no resolution. Like, what are you expecting to happen here? Like, we're just going to be upset about something? Like, I get that in real life, but, like, this is a happy comic book TV showy type thing. Like, okay. Again, that fit with the noir. That's why it wasn't an issue at the time, right? And then Jessica, everything that she is as an antihero. You had uh, Trish, who was, like... You could see that she had a history, but it felt like she was had, like, worked through her history, and that's why um, I think some of this, like, drug addict stuff that happened with Trish just felt, like, really bullshit, based on my personal experiences of, like, dealing with drug addicts and drugs and shit. Just, like, her whole demeanor was just, like... Boring and cliche, and I just didn't care at all about her getting hooked on that
0: uh, breathalyzer shit. Yeah, the the inhaler. Oh well, uh, Trish's response to you would be that you're cray cray. But that's all right. Cray cray. If we could have, if we could have, if we could have seen Patsy on tour, uh, what an amazing experience! Also, no been.
1: other lyrics besides whatever that one sentence is. It's yeah, just something about cray cray. Yeah, and over and over. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. Think about that. That share song. You know, do you believe in life after love? Do you uh, that after that's the song. Life? Yeah. So, no, and by the way, more to it. Uh, and I you would say Patsy, hard, Patsy would be great opening for Cher in there's Vegas. A lot I'm more just lyrics
1: like, to that share song. Yeah. How dare you, Christian? I, I, a, I, I didn't realize gem. that I had pushed uh, a, a
0: specific button there. Uh, yeah, I see, and that's the thing why I like the season because. I liked that they were giving the side character something to do. You know, Malcolm in the first season, well, he's just a junkie uh, until the end. So I thought it was interesting. There's definitely moments where you're like, well, you shouldn't have made that decision. But that's fine. I mean, it's a fucking TV show. So. Malcolm isn't
2: an unattractive man, but I didn't buy him as a player. For a second. Because his, of his hair? Everything else that they've established about him as a character isn't the type of guy who's just going to like run through girls. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm a recovering drug addict. My first like thought is to create a support group of people who've been affected by Kilgrave, what he did in the first season. Like Everything else that we've learned about Malcolm. Like, oh, let me help Jessica. Oh, let me do this. Let me do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and now it's season two and he's just running a fucking train. Like, every hoe that comes through... You're like, uh, that's why I liked. That's why I liked it. Like it, I liked
0: it. Aggressive. Yeah, I liked that he was just, uh, that, you know, it just just see, hoeing it up.
2: Well, it didn't feel aggressive because mm. it didn't feel too genuine to me, right? Mm. Like. They didn't try to overly throw it in your face, but then they addressed it later on when Jessica's like, You're not just gonna like sleep away that hole in your heart, like with all the women coming through your house.
0: But it sure is fun to try. Uh, Will, uh, your thoughts. You know, you can compare it to other seasons of these Netflix shows or in general.
1: I would say, in terms of my enjoyment of it versus what I had problems with, it was like 75 25.
0: So seventy five enjoyment, twenty five problems. Of it, yeah,
1: twenty five problems. It, I thought I got I, off to a slow start. I'm
0: probably right there with you. That's yeah. a, probably a good ratio.
1: That first episode or two was a little difficult, and then I wasn't a huge fan of how it all tied up, like ultimately in the end with her mom. And Trish and all that kind of stuff. And now Trish, I had to Google because they make this little like inference that Trish has powers.
0: She's because she's Hellcat. Hellcat. And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even know. Which that is character. exciting. And, that yeah. that's the other thing is the idea that Trish
1: will get to be Hellcat at some point uh, right. is great. Which for presumes me. that she's going to be a good guy, obviously. But like, I thought Trish's story was like painful in a good way because I was just like, oh my god, it's so hard to watch. And at first, it didn't feel that way, but I thought that they handled it pretty well because she's with somebody like Jessica Jones. One of my big problems, too, and I had this problem even in season one, and now that we're into season two of stuff, it's like, you have to acknowledge more about the fucking Defenders. You just saved the whole goddamn state, half of this East Coast, from a huge threat. She
0: does reference it.
1: A little bit. No, there's one time.
0: Yeah, there's one time she references it. No, that's no. enough. No, it's enough. She one also time.
2: used to get butt fucked by one
1: of them, and we just kind of like, how do we know it was in the butt? Well, because we that's, that's been a, like
0: that's established, established in the comic books. Likes. That's been established. That's black cast canon. That's even, been discussed on the
2: black cast. And before. even in this last season, to me, and maybe I'm just assuming here, it seemed implied that she was taking it in the ass in that bathroom when she like hooked up with that random oh. dude. Yeah, well, that look, that
0: has a lot more to do with the like, kind like, of like, TV Carter, show because she like, wants the pain where you show sex and the people don't actually get naked. It's a lot easier to film from behind. And you know, look, Jeff, that could have been doggy. We don't know. We need to really delve into this I'm and just, find out what was I, the writer's intent.
2: I'm just uh, extrapolating based on what we know about who she's supposed to be, and I feel like. Taking it in the ass is the type of thing that they will only ever allude to
1: in a show like this. They will never directly address that. I would hope not. I'm uncomfortable talking about it. Actually, not really. Jessica Jones' desire for anal sex aside. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you ever put that ass (laughs) aside? Sorry. Sorry, Dave. (laughs) I liked when it kind of started picking up and they were solving the mystery together her and, and Trish I love Jerry was like my favorite part this season and that fucking scene where all her shits get stolen is just so heartbreaking I'd agree I love gets,
2: it, so. I,
1: I, but I
0: love this the scene where she has the hookers over for the party yes see that's, that's the She's highs and the lows to drown her sorrows yeah.
1: um I just, she was my favorite part of the season. No, I and they and how she the best out of anybody's story. Her life.
0: retaliation for that betrayal is uh, pretty amazing, yeah, actually. Pretty, just the way that it plays out on screen, it's right. like an afterthought. And she and made like,
1: him eat her parents. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I like that they gave Malcolm Moore to do. I, I I actually thought that that like the string of girls was going to lead to him relapsing. That's what it seemed like they were pulling on. Like he was going to end up with some girl and she was going to ask him if he like wanted to do drugs and he was going to end up being the one with the drug problem, not Trish. But then Trish ended up having it. But then of course they go into the backstory about how she struggled with that as Patsy and her piece of shit mom and all kinds of different stuff. So like overall I, and I kind of enjoyed the, the experiment process of it and like creating them and all that kind of stuff. Like there was a lot of, cool like mystery solving like sleuth stuff that I enjoyed watching but it was just like kind of the beginning and the very end that well I was just like well not not the very end for everybody but like with her mom and Trish shooting her and everything else it's like well
0: that that's my major criticism is look we've seen Trish at the gun range before When did she become such a sharpshooter that on a moving Ferris wheel 20 feet over her head, she could get a kill shot from the ground?
2: I would argue it would be the Hellcat Powers, the whatever Simpsons. It's
0: a good argument. All right. You solved it there. All right. Good. Because it bothered me in the moment.
2: Yeah. No, it's a totally legitimate argument. But I'm like, if I'm going to think, I feel like that's a pretty quick rationalization. That
0: she's she's just a hellcat uh but yeah i think it wasn't really satisfying i like you know when the character of the super is introduced i'm like this is fucking annoying uh, uh and like you felt like it was gonna turn around but then it's like you know he'll, he's like oh yeah i don't want to go back to jail oh but i will do the thing that got me to jail like you know m- many times for you no mm-hmm. problem anything else you want you want me to counterfeit money he's
2: a huge dick just for her coming through to have him confirm something with the cops which you would think would then get the cops out of his business quicker why which is like why would you not just agree with this woman Mm. yeah
1: um i agree also on the effects and i even had that in the first season they just didn't give them as much money and they wrote around it too so there was a lot of moments and opportunities where i was like i could tell that they just wrote this in a way in which they didn't really have to do it because they knew that they wouldn't get the money for it which is unfortunate because like yeah they dump a ton of fucking. Money to Daredevil probably the most out of anybody. I would say so. And yeah. then Luke Cage after that, and then even Iron Fist looks better in terms of like even though he's a piece of shit fighter, like he's they, gonna be better in season two. Let's hope so. Will he be the Iron Fist? He'll be Donnie Yen yeah, now. Good. <laughs> they recast. They him. should just recast. Them. But yeah, with this season, like some of the effects were just like frustrating. So that that's why that first episode I was like, oh no, or maybe it was the second episode where. Wizard or whatever his name is. Yeah, I was gonna talk about wizard. <laughs> actually. His speed powers. I was like, ne- never, never show this. Never. Sh- if I was like in the room and I saw a test screening, I was like, that scene in, in even though it's a shitty movie, that where Al Pacino's doing the Duncacino commercial oh, and, that, yeah. and that sandler, sandler movie. movie, and he goes, yeah. burn this. Yeah. Show this to no one or whatever. Like, <laughs> if I was in this and I saw the speed powers, I was like, <clears throat> the CW has a show about the Flash. Flash. Looks pretty good. You telling me? 30 seconds worth of shit we can't make this look a little better than it does I obviously know that in Adobe you just sped it up yeah in Premiere Pro and then added like a little streak it looked so bad that I was like we let's just not see that like yeah and and say let's oh, just, look how fast he's moving you know what I mean?
2: yeah it's
0: like some kind of blurry thing that went buy the camera lens. You
2: could even cheaply explain it away by just having him be in the next place he was supposed to be. And it's like, I move faster than you can see. Sound
1: effects, and then, yes, place.
0: Great. I thought it was, you know, Wizard's a minor character, but that was kind of fun that he was in there. But my favorite thing is in that sequence, there's the girl saying like, so there's these lizard people and they're replacing and they go into this really super specific explanation of what I think is a major plot point for the Captain Marvel movie, which is the Skrulls being lizard people who are replacing people. And something that I think we'll get, whatever we're about to enter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 5 or whatever, I think the Skrulls are going to heavily factor into that, you know, post Infinity War. So I was just like, oh, that's kind of a cool little thing that they, the little Throwaway things like, oh, that sounds so crazy. Except, of course, it is real. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I li- I liked little touches like that, but this show doesn't feel that much like a, a superhero show for the most part because the superhero doesn't use her powers enough
1: because they don't let her as a writing staff. Like that's just a disappointing. Well, thing I think it, they, I think budget has a lot to do. The like budget does, but so because of the budget, they wrote around it. Yeah, and then that affects the quality of the script because you force your writers to have to come up with the reasons to not show what people want to see and I'm like I don't understand why you keep launching like you spent like two three seasons funding some fucking piece of shit three camera multi-sitcom show with Ashton Kutcher called the ranch god those fucking pieces
2: of shit that like disjointed I'm just like the fact that you ever put out this fucking laugh track three cam piece of shit yeah you should burn down your entire take that
1: money and give it to the things that fucking matter Because, like, maybe that upped their subscription because that's all Netflix is driven on. So it's like, all you can do is hope to get more subscribers. Yeah. Right. So maybe having an Ashton Kutcher sitcom made a million people in the country be like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. Yeah. It's like, oh,
0: I like that 70s show. Why not?
2: Just to fully, uh, like, invest in what it probably is uh, and call them what they don't want to be called.
0: It's probably for the flyover states. (laughs) (laughs) I think the flyover states enjoy the uh, superhero stuff too, though. You know, but I know what you're saying. Uh, and like there's the sitcom with Kathy Bates. Disjointed, that's the other one I said. Uh, that's the other one, yeah. So I
2: never bad. saw that one. It don't. Is it yeah. a sitcom? Yeah, it's yeah.
1: another three cam. It's multicam? Multicam, laugh track. Just it's, I thought you were saying The Ranch is staged. a disjointed show. I legitimately forgot there is a show called Disjointed.
2: We, Natasha and I watched it when it first came out because the whole thing was like at her shop. They were like, oh look, there's a show about what we do. Like we should all check it out, see what's up couldn't make it through like yeah. 15 minutes of the first episode because <laughs> it just started off and it was like whoa Kathy Bates why are you in something this bad and this yeah. like poorly made this is astonishingly bad this is like worse than something I would have
0: expected on the Emerson channel wow that's yeah. that's pretty hardcore so you're saying that it's so bad it could be a standalone Star Wars movie mm,
1: I don't think it would be good enough to solo <laughs> Are Is this transitioning? I'm not transitioning oh, to anything. I know if you I, tease. Doesn't that come out like in a week or?
0: Something? No, uh, it's it's very soon. Yeah, I mean, April. obviously, no, it's not April. It's it's yeah. in May because Infinity Wars before Solo. Oh. Disney's not going to do that to themselves. They do have... I think that's
1: in part why they bumped Infinity War up a little sooner?
0: Uh, I think they moved it back so that it could come out in April, so that all the billboards could have the A for Avengers. I actually don't think that, but I think that as soon as they did, they're like, oh my God, we can use oh, the A on shit. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they wanted to get a little further away from that, but I think they also wanted to get further away from Deadpool, which when we talk a little bit about the Fox properties of, you know, the mutants and the X-Men and those characters, you can really get the feeling that Disney is ready to sort of take all that stuff back and they're going to shake a big old etch-a-sketch and start over because uh, there's excessive reshoots on Dark Phoenix, which is now bumped to February, which 2019, bumped... 2019, right, right? Right. Yeah. 2019. Oh, sorry, yeah, February. February, of February of yeah. <laughs> so it's bumped New Mutants. <laughs> bumped- into- I keep thinking it's two thousand seven. It's bumped New Mutants for the second time. Yeah. So New Mutants will come out a year and a half after it was supposed to. And Whoa, you really? get the yeah, because it was supposed to come supposed out been sitting in the can New Mutants is supposed to well they're they're reshooting a lot, so it's okay. not gonna just sit in the can now. But it was supposed to have come out at the end of February. And then 20, this February? Well, I think it was you know, it was in the winter time. It was like before the summer movies. Okay. New mutants was gonna come out. And they're like, oh no, they ain't coming out. And so then they moved it to next year, but they were gonna have Dark Phoenix still come out in November. But you know, Sophie Turner replaced Jean Gray, she's gotta do Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which of course. Game of Thrones schedule is pushing back the reshoots so see Game of Thrones just ruins everything that's all I'm trying to say
1: but Fox is going to end up like Justice Leagueing themselves well that's like, what fuck. I
0: yeah. it, it's it, it's a great parallel because it's like I think Disney's just like assuming that Deadpool 2 is going to make a shit ton of money which it I will. assume it will they'll be happy with that but that's like yeah but that's like the R-rated you know franchise that's mm-hmm. like you know it, it has like tertiary X-Men like Negasonic Teenage Warhead <laughs> you know it's not really which,
1: frankly at this point I'm more interested in seeing those X-Men than some of the other ones. That well,
0: some of them, sure, yeah. but I, Man, I.
1: You know more. I don't know that many X
0: Men. Right, that. but the ones from the cartoon series are the ones I like to see the most. Right, you know, those are those are.
1: Isn't felt like Colossus has was done the best in Deadpool?
0: I definitely agree yeah. because he got the most to do and he, he's funny. And he's I, I I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. He does need to be Russian. Uh, so it's it's X2. interesting when you look ahead to that because you're just like Colossus Whoa. is
2: going to make a comeback now that Russia is our enemy again. I
0: think you're right. I think he's going to be a bad guy. Oh, like
2: think about the zeitgeist, and just think yeah. about how you could play in the whole role of Colossus now, because it's like it made sense then, because it was like, yeah, he's from the Soviets, but he defected, and now he's American, right?
1: But not really, but whatever. <laughs> they should have Dolph Lundgren play Colossus in his own movie as Ivan Drago. Like, great. Yes, I'm in. Like, i mean, But like, I want to see like a that.
2: Logan version <laughs> for Colossus, like yeah. when his armor old, is starting old man to like Colossus. Down. Old man Ivan Colossus. Drago, Colossus. Yeah. I love Shadow
1: of the Colossus. I must break you, but (laughs) I can't.
0: So, you know, it's interesting when you see Disney, you know, sort of like they're going to burn those movies off like you know they're going to like put them on netflix basically so you know steven spielger will never see them but uh you know and it's doing just this. i just i'm so excited for you know the the idea that like this new mutants movie was at least originally it was going to be more like a horror movie i'm like well that's cool that's different that's right, yeah. you're doing like you know a superhero movie that is a horror movie it's this demon bear storyline from the new mutants book and i'm just like cool. I mean, let's see what they do with it and see if they make it good. But the idea that you're trying to do that, I'm like, I like, this it's gonna be different. You feel like Disney's not going to want to do things that different when they finally have the X-Men under reins. But you know, I was talking about this recently is that I was talking with, Patrick Meany, who did that documentary Chris Claremont's X-Men last week on the Blackcast I talked about that with him and the conversation was that you know the X-Men work best when they're kind of in their own universe anyway so like to not really entirely be brought in the fold to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be the best way to handle them I'd say the Fantastic Four should be all in and like teaming up with the Avengers and I multiple think the Fantastic
1: Four would make an excellent Netflix show. I
0: agree I just want to. They need
1: to s- let that I, thing breathe because they've I, fucking never done it right.
0: Never I want the, except for Roger Corman. But yeah, the I want the...
1: That's funny. I think I made that joke to you or to somebody after the new one came out. I was like, funny enough that after witnessing all the Fantastic Four iterations we have, the Roger Corman one is the best one.
0: Yeah, I think that the first one with Chris Evans is okay.
1: I mean, it's not... It's not great, but I remember being disappointed even when yeah, I saw I, w- I it was
0: disappointed. It was it's true. Too. You know what? The Roger Corman one's the most fun.
1: <laughs> not the best one necessarily, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah that's, that's it doesn't.
0: It do- it doesn't disappoint. Uh, it didn't set your expectations too high. So it's just interesting to sort of see where all of these things are going, and the fact that you know we're going to get Star Wars movies every year. We're going to get new trilogies and things, which. I mean, I think if they're done well, I will be uh, happy with them. So, like, I want the solo movie to be good. When you bring in somebody like Ron Howard, who I think is has directed good movies, but you brought him in because... He makes his days, and it's not going to be. You've already spent too much money on directors you don't want. I'm nervous for what it's going to turn out like, I, but I do think he's a good director. There yeah. are people who are like, "Oh my God, why would you hire Ron Howard? Oh, because he's a good director, he's, and he'll he'll finish a ton of good yeah, movies. Yeah, and you know, he'll like, finish. He, he's had a ton of good movies. And the paper. He's Splash going to. Is all that you Splash had, is amazing. Drive. Yeah, he's going. I don't know what that one is. With the ryan gosling one yeah that's what i'm thinking of yeah. actually
2: shit no it was uh, like uh, with chris hemsworth oh driven driven sorry so, oh you were left off a letter. you bad.
0: left off a letter damn it i um, left off a netter <laughs> so i don't know i'm i'm okay with uh you know that at least on paper i i'd like to see how it's realized
1: yeah i was hearing a lot of stuff about the solo movie and they were saying that F- phil lord and chris miller, phil miller yeah chris lord i know uh, lord and miller we were just not prepared to handle something quite this large and didn't know what they were doing. So they were spending 25, 30 takes on something. And then Ron Howard came in and did it one or two. And I was like, okay, understandable. But like a lot of directors have been were doing a lot of takes and they make good movies. So I don't know. And what's to say, Face needed an acting coach because he wasn't quote, Harrison, Fo- wasn't like Harrison enough. Yeah. And I was right. Like, right so you probably should have cast somebody different because when I saw him and you hear him speak, you're like, that's not Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? No. Like,
0: You you have trouble imagining him growing up to be Harrison Ford. Like, the kid on Gotham is never going to grow up and be Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry. I don't care what they say. It's
1: frustrating, too, because what it is is it's like you are really just asking an actor to do their best impression. You know what I mean? And kind of read the lines like somebody else would read them, which to me is like as a studio, like – this is why we won't make this movie. Because we're not, you know what I mean? Like, they, they think it's a bankable thing because it's Han Solo. And I'm like, I beg to differ. I, even though I think the character is so overblown, you might as well make that Boba Fett movie because at least then you could give him some fucking, something to do. Well, you have, such- actually, you have all. you have space. You, right, exactly. You, you can do almost anything with anything. a Boba Fett movie because
0: what's established with him is what like 6 yeah. 6 minutes of screen time and then we saw his dad right. yeah exactly right. so it's like okay to j- j- go go run with that right. you know and uh, it'll i don't know i think it would be cool to look at. It doesn't even have to be great.
1: It's why young Indiana Jones only worked on like weird television movie land.
2: Tyco Y T T S Boba Fett as Boba Fett, Fett in the Boba Fett movie. I fucking love that movie.
1: <laughs> you're so like, excited. I'm
2: gonna eat you with a missile now. See <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like the Terminator, yeah, Sarah
0: Connor. <laughs> but I I just wonder, you know, sort of what. Love what they have in the works you know for these these further star wars movies because i mean the the main trilogy has made plenty of money rogue one which i liked i know will didn't uh made plenty of money you sure. know it's a success so it honestly to them doesn't matter you know even if all of these new movies were not good which i'm not saying uh, if they were all bad but still made money they'd be like great let's just keep doing it. You know, yeah. it's like the Transformers movies. I think up until the last one, I think now they're like, all right, well, we're going to do a Bumblebee spinoff movie. The but. thing that was
1: really confusing about number five is that they like jerked themselves off a bunch over Paramount for coming up with this great genius writer's room with like Akiva Goldsman and fucking the yeah. guy who created Walking Dead. And I'm looking at his name right now. But a bunch of high profile writers that no doubt they paid millions so that, of like, dollars. Like
0: Frank Dubront or something.
1: That, is no, that the guy? Frank that's, Darabont was the one I was who close. Did the show. The guy okay. who created the comic book. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman. Oh, yeah. Um, paid these guys millions of dollars to like be in this writer's room and then I saw The Last Night and I was like, no, granted, I've been able to kind of surrender and just enjoy the first four Transformers movies, even number four. And I saw this movie and I was like, oh, wow, everyone's bored and no one knows what they're doing and the story makes no fucking sense. And even Michael Bay is like, well, I'll just get IMAX cameras and shoot and, it and make it look
0: good. And big. Like how exactly Anthony Hopkins wandered into that movie. We've I'm talked gonna, about this before. Even me, the, the
1: person who can be pleased with a Transformers movie up until that point, which is like stretching it, I was just like, Come on, it is not that hard. To me I'm like am I crazy? Like look at all of the information that you have. Like it's not that hard to at least make it an accidentally okay. Just okay. Transformers yeah. movie as opposed to like a fucking 3 hour long I think the Merlin problem- what? What? what?
3: The Why Nazis was Merlin were there? there? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think the problem the biggest and the, the like most intrinsic problem with a movie franchise like Transformers is that by the second movie, the stakes are clearly the world is going to blow up or yeah, not, right? right? Like, in the first one, they're pretty implied. Like, oh, this could end the end of the world. Second one, it's like, no, the Earth's about to blow up. Third one, it's like, no, it's seriously really about to blow so up. So it's going to blow up and go Fourth, back one, together. Like, and We're really on the edge of blowing up right now. <laughs> fifth one, it's like, it might as well have already blown up. Because it's going to happen. It's going to
0: fucking happen. Now, now. In, the, in the fifth one, the Earth is... Danny Glover, and it's like the Earth is two weeks away from retirement. It just wants to <laughs> I'm make it get too old they for this shit. Honestly,
1: have done so much preposterous stuff with the Transformers that I thought of this idea that I would think would make a fucking rip roaring fun Transformers movie, especially considering how popular '80s stuff is now. And it's not out of the question, considering all the shit we've seen. Time travel, and the Autobots have to go back into the fucking '80s to stop the Decepticons from doing some shit that would affect the future. So you get all the classic car designs you get to use that fucking lion theme song from the original cartoon movie Transformers, the Rock one. Yeah. you get fucking you get dark nights and neon lights and arcades and wet streets. Gee, you, fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Back everything. Eighties when the streets were wet. But yeah, every time the I see, streets were always wet in the eighties. I'm not kidding. Watch like a lot of movies in the eighties and like at nighttime when it's all the like neonish stuff. Like the streets are like wet. There's always something they, about like when they're driving. It's like everything's the, damp.
0: There's companies that you hire who do the, the 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 water trucks that do the wet down the streets. Yeah. And when you hire them. It's always non-refundable. And when I worked on Law & Order SVU, the only time they ever hired one, it was just a fucking downpour that day and like flooding everywhere so of course they they paid paid for for a water truck that not only they didn't need they they couldn't use because they couldn't film what they wanted to because it was too wet (laughs) so uh you know in the 80s uh, that was a great scam that you could have gotten into i love the idea though you prevent the decepticons from going back into the 80s and like creating new coke or something exactly and
2: inspiring james uh cameron to make the first
0: terminator film well, yeah, you need to make sure that that happens because that is a fixed point. But
1: honestly, like, sounds fucking ridiculous, but no more ridiculous than any of the things that we've already seen. That's true. And make it, people keep thinking that these blockbusters need to get bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more complicated. But honestly, they need to start simplifying them, and I think that there's more fun in that. So Fast and Furious 9, they go from fucking submarines coming up through ice and shit and a whole bunch of stuff. If in, like, number 9, they were like, let's do Steve McQueen bullet with this one, it would be a million times better. Like we need to start strip. We've built it up so big in blockbuster land that unless it's a Marvel movie where it kind of like lives in that space, like you can strip down even movies like that, which is where I think Daredevil is such like good as a TV show. But like something, um, I don't, I don't know. Like Batman Begins is not that overblown. It's like it's a pretty no, and it's good the, the
0: example movie. I use a lot of the time is Die Hard. 2, which yes. we live tweeted, is not very good. Die Hard 3 I think is great because they bought a script that was written not as a Die Hard movie and they right. adapted it. Right. So it's like you had a story. Right. And usually that's not what's happening. It's like you have a story. It's like, hey, that's a good story. So how do we take this good story and make it into a Fast and Furious movie? I don't know if that is possible. Those those movies just aren't for me, They've that's also fine. now
2: set themselves up for the first recurring villain in
0: Fast and Furious. Oh, have they? Yeah.
2: So 8, if you didn't see it which you shouldn't which i didn't uh, and I, well, uh what charlise theron is the ultimate bad guy and she does not get caught at yeah. all in the movie I like forget. they I end kind of the movie and mind. it was just like yeah she's still out there so she's still the villain of the next one because oh. i think they were like we're kind of running out of people that could really be the behind this said whole they want to do 10 and i'm like but god okay so like Fast and Furious became the same thing that Scream ended up being, where it was like, yeah, but really there was this other guy behind it the whole time. And yeah. but now we're on like the fifth iteration, the of fifth that, other guy. It yeah. was like, oh yeah, okay. So you know, in the first movie when that thing happened, well, it was really this lady, which, but is- that lady was controlled by this guy, who's controlled by this guy, who's controlled by this guy, who ultimately was all <laughs> yeah. controlled by Charlize Theron.
1: <laughs> funny enough, it's, it's not unlike how comic books work, and I think that that's like on the page those kind of things like play you know what i mean because you're like but then thanos you know what i mean but who who controls that there's always going to be some fucking who game. watches the watchman exactly i don't know i i, I watched the movie yeah. but uh, just
0: once <laughs> uh, that was good after that <laughs> that's all i thought uh yeah so i guess what we're basically what we're talking about is the idea of just making the movies and not Worrying about how good they are, but you know it's interesting because Jeff, you were saying going back and watching Luke Cage season one. That was the one you said you rewatched and you liked it more. Or yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure I had that right in my head. And I am ready to say that I like. I want to rewatch something that I you know was a little bit down the middle on. And that was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Now, Will, you wouldn't know this because you didn't listen to the episode, which I told you many times I sent you the link. That's okay. You don't have to listen to it.
1: I listened to it. You did not. I sent you a fucking text.
0: No, we were supposed to pretend. Remember? We were going to pretend that you didn't tell me. So why did you tell me so that I had the heads up and we were going to pretend if we then do this one where we don't pretend? Because
1: it's better for radio.
0: It's, it's better great, it's that great we to. talk about how we didn't protect. <laughs> he
1: was high. When he
0: I can't believe piece. you listened, though, because, I you listened, know,
1: I was walking the dog. Yeah.
0: That was a long walk for the well, dog
1: over a couple of walks. Yeah.
0: So, well, the number one takeaway from that episode is yes. the thing that you texted me and huge congratulations to Dave Dorman yeah. for getting to do an alternate cover for uh, action comics number 1000 1000 which i've i've read about what that's going to be sort of it's a big book with a lot of different stories right. it sounds kind of cool i'm like i know you know look there's not gonna be a lot of opportunities to buy it's a number 1000 celebration issue really, yeah more there's not a lot of opportunities to buy a number 1000 of anything so it's like, oh, i was like i kind of would like to have a dave Dorman alternate for that mm-hmm. um but back to the issue at hand so that means you did hear my thoughts On Last Jedi, after months of no, I the Blu-ray is out now, so I want to get it. And when you know we're at the point now where Will's in his recovery and he can't get out, that's right. So we we could have a movie night. We could come over and rewatch it. Oh, we could. And you know, it's not like we're going to talk during it. Like, see, this is the part that I think sucks, and you'll be like, this is the part that I think is awesome, and then we like arm wrestle and you win. You know that doesn't sound like. I fun. don't know. My
1: hip could uh, get in the way. Oh, that's it's true. This is me down. this like, is the ah! time. All right, great. I'll kick you down the stairs.
2: So the real problem is is you're gonna have to watch it a few times so that you can record us watching it I've, as a riffs track. I've thought as about that track. too. I've thought about just recording I like it to make fun of things
1: that I really. No, like.
0: no, it wouldn't even be to make fun. It would be more like a DVD commentary. There's commentary. You know, DVD. it would just be like oh, okay, yes. Yeah. So and let's start with the common ground. Puppet Yoda.
1: Puppet Yoda Love Puppet Yoda uh, Somebody was like My wife disagreed But I loved Puppet somebody Yoda Somebody was like the Puppet Yoda was weird And I was like wow. Weirdly awesome Get over here yeah, Let me cool. fucking beat the shit out of you You know you like it When you see it in old movies But in new movies Like I, he's tangible He's yeah. real he Frank Oz down there just I love in. that He's actually like Hermit Yoda once again He,
2: yeah. he wasn't just like Now I do like backflips He was like
1: ah! Yeah. ryan johnson and i are shit. on the same page which i know christian's not on the same page despise seeing yoda bounce around with a lightsaber right now so so here's here's the thing about it I, I didn't despise it i thought it was cool no no, no because... you thought it was cool me and ryan johnson the director right. hearing him talk oh, about not saying. like we're pals but yeah. like he was like he was just <laughs> Dude, you guys are pals ryan ryan johnson. ryan johnson uh he was Ry, talking about guy right right yeah guy how much he didn't like it and i was like well, thank you for making the, Puppet the, Yoda because deep down you felt the same way I felt even when Attack of the Clones the came out. The reason why like, I think it's Ugh.
0: important is because you just need to establish somehow that he is this great warrior. Clone and Wars the show. Clone Wars, Wars the show. So it was a fully that's animated fine. show.
1: In that movie, I was just like, oof.
0: I don't know. After he like stops and he like picks up the cane and he starts hobbling again, I'm like, great, that's what I wanted. <laughs> and it's not like we got it again. It's not like uh, he did it again in, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So... I think that, you know, look, I had a lot of fundamental problems with the movie, but as I stressed in that episode, I didn't even say I disliked it. Right. I just, it was the first time I sat down for a Star Wars movie, and this includes the prequels, Yeah. and I didn't love it. Like
1: You loved the prequels when you first saw them. The
0: first time I saw them, yeah, but Attack of the Clones, it really ate away at me how bad... The romance scenes were. And they like haunt me still how bad they were. You know, like in the moment, you're just like, yeah, but we're going to so get back cool. to the action. So it'll be over. It'll yeah. be fine.
2: And
1: now he's standing on a giant tick. Oh, he fell off.
2: Oh, go yeah. rush to him.
1: Right. Exactly. So, uh, and I've, I and, purposely have not watched that movie. I've only ever seen it once. Talking to Clones. Even in eighth grade when it came out, I remember leaving the theater and going,
0: dang, that was bad. Um, but the one thing that I would expect that you would at least maybe even if you don't agree but the thing that you would at least be like okay there's something to be said for that is there's just too many jokes in this star wars movie and jokes that fall flat and don't work and Mm. like start off like that's like it starts off with hey it's poe dameron we're doing an episode of crank yankers what's up motherfuckers and i'm like no this is not the right vibe you're getting off to the wrong start this is not what i want Maybe
2: maybe it's childish of me, but I loved that. I See, was like, "Yeah, too. just
1: be a like defiant little asshole." I it, liked it because they gave Poe Dameron something to do. And when they created him in the first in Force Awakens, he's like, "I'm Poe Dameron. Yeah. I fly around and say like ten things, and then I leave." Just they, like give him, other they give him they give him lots to do in this movie, but most
0: of what he does is be an asshole. And so I mean, that's, so. that's not the instance. He needs to be an asshole. I guess so. So uh, you know, and it just you know, so to say that oh, it, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It's things like that. You know, look, they shouldn't all be the same. The Thank God this wasn't about a Death Star.
1: Rogue One didn't really feel like a Star Wars
0: movie. Well, that was that had to be about the Death Star. I,
1: I'll, I'll give them that. That one We're was designed. Like structurally, in the way it felt, I was just like, eh, right.
0: I just liked that it was different. You know, it was more of like, it was almost like a heist movie that happened to be a Star Wars movie. So, you
2: I, need I,
1: the Ocean's Eleven music. That likes that crazy. would have been great, by the way. I
2: just love Oscar Isaac, so he can really do no wrong for me. And I, 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 I liked the kind of cocky douchebag Poe because I felt like it was more of a nod to the Han Solo role from mm-hmm. like the original trilogy, right? Uh, without having to be directly like, see, and now he has the love interest of the main girl, and he's like a scoundrel, and he's a you know, it's, <laughs> right? He's like a member of the resistance who's also got a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of like a cockiness problem.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, you know what? In, in the age of uh, Time's Up and Me Too, he is a, an anachronistic character. He will not respect women who tell him what to do. That's what I'll say about Paul Dameron. <laughs> you know? he's, he's just a male chauvinist. He doesn't uh, and uh, Laura Dern is one of those things that takes me out of the movie. Like Every time I see her in her purple hair, I'm like, What's Laura Dern in this movie? It's what I always say about Vin Diesel. Why is Vin Diesel trying to act? Why is he on my screen? Why is he talking? Why is he saying words? And I was just like, man, it would just be great if it was just some other actress that I didn't know. How who it often was. are
1: you watching? You've been in movies.
0: Uh, I've seen him in probably two movies and like parts of movies. And I, the reason I, you know, I like him as Groot. Well, that's perfect. I don't see him. <laughs> and he, if he says the same thing again and again, that's that's fairly accurate. Yeah, what he does. Yeah. Already. Oh, is that what he does in in, fact, in, in Fast and Furious? Yeah. I am Groot. Um, I am Dominic. (laughs) I am Dominic. Um, (laughs) I am Dominic. So, look, I I was glad that people liked the movie more than me. I wished I liked it more and that's why I want to see it again because I hope that uh, I'm able to, you know, it's one of those things I always say on the Blackcast. These are the kind of movies that I need to watch again because I'm, just too amped up in the moment. I'm too excited about, like, yeah, but what happens next? But what happens next? What happens next? When you actually know where it's going, you're like, all right, I catch a little breath. Yeah. You know, and like, I know it's coming. You know, like the second time watching Civil War, I'm like, I know when Spider Man's coming in now. Mm-hmm. It's all right.
1: See, It'll be fine. Enough, I mean, I love, and Captain America is my favorite Marvel guy along with Spider Man. I watched First Avenger like endlessly, still watch it endlessly. Love that movie. I just learned I have a friend who that's his all time favorite least favorite Marvel movie, and I was like, get over here. So you told you told me, me you. that, and yeah.
0: I can't. I like I can see that if it's not your favorite or say, but yeah, I I know people that your don't, least don't
1: like it. favorite is the First Avenger. Are you fucking and, and,
0: kidding me? and and not. Thor, The Dark World, I or any of the Hulk, Hulk movies.
2: I, I rewatched Thor 2 recently. Yeah. Not as bad as I remember it. Yeah, it's not still bad. Still don't, just, don't like, recognize Christopher Eccleston until the end when you see his name come
1: up. You're like, he was in this fucking movie. And they yeah. never used him. Oh, yeah, them. Malekith, that's yeah, right. Yeah, barely fucking used them. Barely but, used like, him. I was just like, unbelievable. But Winter Soldier, I could watch a bunch. Civil War, I saw it once and I got halfway through it a second time and I was like, "Nah." I got it. You,
0: you know, you can jump around on the Blu-ray I for the scenes with Spider-Man if you want. I was <laughs>
1: literally like, about to say, like, come on, just
2: watch the the fight at the airport. It's like the best part that of That is well, the part of, course, of it. Of
1: course, of course. But like, it was just that, it was just that reveal in the end that just fucking killed me when they were like, when he finds out that Bucky is the one who killed his parents and they're like, did you know? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, Really wish we had that information at any point in the two and a half point. hours. Yeah. Any point. Like, because he's... now this the crux of this whole conflict is built on nothing. Yeah. Because you didn't tell the audience that he did. And if you did, there would have been a conflict going on with him for the whole movie. And you never gave it to us. And as soon as that happened, I was like, nope. You guys, this is one of the most blatant writing fails ever that to me just like fucking... It doesn't make the rest of the movie bad or not entertaining. It's just something that I was just like, wow, you just... Clearly nobody paid attention. Well, if you had made the movie what it kind of was
2: intended to be as a story slash what it could have been, which is like a more conflicted and less overtly like right cap. Right. Because in the in the Civil War movie it seems to me like the registration is so obviously the wrong solution. Like, it's never those... implied that it's like uh, the right way to go or like
0: yeah, it, it has that specific viewpoint. Whereas in the comics, you know, look in the in the Marvel universe, the comic book universe, there had already been a mutant registration act, so that had been dealt with already. So it was almost like. You know it's that argument that uh our, our pal dennis miller made you know when you got rid of smoking people were like oh yeah well sure you shouldn't be able to smoke in restaurants and then it's like oh yeah well you can't smoke here either oh and you can't smoke in your apartment and it's also like oh yeah and also in restaurants you can't have trans fat so you start going down the list of things you can't do and can't have so it's like in the marvel universe it's like well yeah nobody likes mutants and then it's like yeah but everybody loves captain america why should he have to register you know so it, it's sort of an it's a much more in, it's the one thing about the because the i don't like the comic series the ongoing crossover uh civil war event mostly because of how it ends yeah it's I, terrible uh, i love how it includes the punisher though i was like that's Break it into the fucking, yeah. yeah but i i was just like yeah they they that's the level that it has is like well here's why people feel like it's important and you're right in the movie it's like no this is this is this this shit ain't right no. this is not good you yeah. don't need this
2: because well, it's you basically just it seems like you have uh the only reason iron man's even into it is because of his colossal fuck up that
1: was ultron, ultron. which was like the last movie before this <laughs> everything in the marvel universe is pretty much iron man's fault yeah. it's like I, by the way you're definitely is, right yeah. like duh, everything is iron man's fault and i'm like maybe if he weren't such a fucking piece of shit arrogant douchebag we wouldn't have as many problems yeah. and but yet, then he wouldn't have as
0: many jokes it's true so you know it's a trade off even the vulture was his fault that's true. The vulture is his fault. Yep. That's a great point. Yep.
3: It's yeah.
2: all, it's
1: everything is your fault, Tony Stank. <laughs> and you have the audacity to lecture Peter Parker about how he doesn't know how to be a fucking 16-year-old high school kid. Yeah, You fucking 45-year-old piece of shit who doesn't have a shit together ever. Go back to the bottle, <laughs> douche. We want douche. The war machines. Yeah, yeah, where's Rhodey?
0: <laughs> uh, but to backtrack to Last Jedi, what... I didn't like in terms. It's not nothing to do with the movie now. About the fact that like I didn't love it was there was this narrative, and I'm not saying that this is Will, Although we did joke about this on text, was that oh you don't like it because you're old and you like the movies when you were a kid? I'm like there is something to be said for that, but that's not because I liked the Force Awakens. I liked Rogue One, and I wanted to love this movie, and I still say I don't dislike it, but I didn't love it, and like I don't know if it's because of the fact that. The Force Awakens was like the Dane Cook of movies, where it's like, Hey, I remember this? Look at that. Oh my God, what about this? Hey, remember when this happened? Oh my God, we get this too. And it's like, it's like, Yeah, that's so- an
1: incredible observation. That the Force Awakens is the Dane Cook. It movie.
0: is the Dane Cook of movies. Yeah. And I was excited, but I'm not excited when I see Dane Cook, oddly enough. But, <laughs> and so then this was like, Okay, now we're going to move the story forward, which. I applaud the moving the story forward, but then it's like, well, then there's all the side stories that I, I don't think I needed. I would have loved if this was that Star Wars TV series, and then this was spread out instead of over two and a half hours, over like five or six hours. You know, I was just like, well, this is a Star Wars movie, and I just, I just wanted, I don't know what I wanted, but I didn't quite want this. What were you going to say, Jeff? Uh, I was just gonna
2: say that I'm pretty sure I made the comment about it being like an older generation rejecting it, and that comment was more derived on um, some of those guys I play that Star Wars game with on my right. phone, right? So when the movie came out, they a lot of them were up in arms, and a lot of them are like older, and it's like you know these guys with like you a, can
0: say it my age, no
2: older than you, because I was gonna say like these are guys with t- like kids that are in high school, oh, or okay. like, like you know whatever. And they were straight up like, oh, I didn't like Kylo Ren. Like, he's disrespectful. He's trying to say you shouldn't listen to authority. And so was like Ren. These are bad lessons to be teaching our kids. Like, this is exactly the like direct quotes from these guys. And I'm like, Wow, this movie went totally over
0: your head then, old man. Like, what the fuck? Right, which, but as I talked about in the episode where we talked about it, like, Kylo Ren's what I think I like the most in this movie. And yeah. I thought he was so worthless in The Force Awakens. I'm like, what a yeah. bad character. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is really cool. I like where that's set up for part, uh, episode nine. I think that that's in a great spot. They I, moved that along really well, he was I think.
1: a really well written villain because he, because but like, only in this movie. Yeah, not previously. No, no, not yeah. previously. But in this one, like his point, like that's the thing about like well-written bad guys is you're like, man, you're fucking horrible, and if you got your way, like everything would be terrible. But in theory, the way that you word it kind of well, makes sense. Because you know I mean? he He's comes like, from a place. Everything is fucked up. Let's just start over. When, and when he like,
2: starts, I mean, you're, you're probably like, should. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, to super nerd out on this, uh, according to some shit that I like watched or read or whatever. The original like force wielders there was no like dark side uh, light side they lived on a planet where you had to like live in balance of dark and light otherwise the planet would like fuck up and like wow. destroy you it was this weird thing and then eventually you had the people split but it was like the people that went to or like embraced the dark side weren't necessarily, like, it wasn't an evil thing. It wasn't meant to be, like, all this other stuff. They were just embracing, like... It's a
1: counterbalance point. Yeah, they were just
2: embracing, like, certain aspects of... Or basically it was the idea of, like, you can only attain peace through control versus peace through, like, empathy. Well, and
1: I think that that's actually an interesting story point, which I would love if they went into in a trilogy, let's say. Because you could do that. be about, be like, you can't have all light force. You know what I mean? Like, the force is yin and yang. It's the, it's the sun rising and sunsetting, and it's both periods of time. It has to balance out. So, if it has to balance out, why can't we find a way to harness the quote-unquote dark side and make it something new? Because it isn't about, like, slaughter. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's been used for because it's so powerful. But I would love to see a story of a bunch of people who are like, we are going to fucking try this. But make sure that our light side friends are, like, keeping us in check. And we can drive, like that. Wouldn't that be fascinating? Those are mm. all the great Time travel and Transformers. Yes. A great Star Wars movie. Like, yep. we're full of great ideas. Look, here in the
0: Black your conversation about that Star Wars movie, I'm like, well, I enjoyed watching the two of you talk about that more than I enjoyed The Last Jedi. So you see it all go. <laughs> it's mostly for a joke. But so, Will, now hearing that episode, what do you think? You can you can totally give just 100% your opinion. Why do you think I didn't like it? You know, why I didn't love it. I didn't, again. Well,
1: it's, it's, and honestly to me, it comes down to taste and it comes down to like what we want from movies. Ryan Johnson, as far as what he decided he wanted to do with The Last Jedi was like almost everything that I would have loved to have done to kind of shake things up. Like I liked... Some of the side characters he created, I didn't necessarily need that like random love story with Rose. Finn and Rose, like and like he's like gonna sacrifice himself. I'm like, oh shit, that guy's gonna die, and she's like, I'll save you because I love you. I was like, well, just happened too fast. That's that's that's, that's 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 yeah. that's a
0: great a, a great example for if this were a TV series over right. like ten episodes, like right. a whole season arc. Yeah, then you'd be like, okay, sure, yeah, they totally. they were they were through a lot together. It's like, well, you know, they they've had like twenty minutes of screen time together, so obviously yeah. they're in love. It's yeah.
1: it's it just comes down to like what we go into a theater hoping to get out of it and I think the Luke that you got was not the Luke that you wanted to get out of it and it's not the one that you wanted I guess I kind of went in without expectations because I'd heard it was so divisive when I went like I'd seen it like two weeks late and right see I I saw it like the first Monday I went right. to the I went to the uh, Mommy and Me screening yes. the first Monday yes and everybody was up in arms about it and I was just like let's see what everybody the big yeah. fucking deal is and I adore Luke Skywalker like he's my favorite character that's what I grew up with like Return of the Jedi and I remember texting you that. I was like, we are in 100% agreement on Return of the Jedi. Right? Like, That's my favorite Star That's Wars That's my favorite Star Wars movie. Like, Empire Strikes Back, I'm like, no, no. I'm like, what about the bears? I'm like, first of all, the Eorks are fucking cool. They're fuck awesome. And the speeder bikes are dope. Endor is a super creative, awesome Henson world. The final showdown between Luke and Vader is the
2: best of the original lightsaber battles. Yeah,
0: agreed. And also, like, Jabba's Palace yeah. is awesome. What? Look, Boba Fett is in good movie. Everybody has a hard time for Boba Fett. Yeah. Well, he's actually in it and right. he talks. Yeah. He has two lines instead fact of just that the one. Starlock Pit is a thing. Yeah, like, so what? that movie is great, and you know, it's... I what love it, that blue lady that got inserted. <laughs> I
2: can't even say it with this. I know. Oh, it's
1: the, wub wub song, whatever the,
3: the,
0: the songs are... Wubba In the special editions, the songs are what killed it. But anyway, the, and yeah, and it's like uh, I think that Empire Strikes Back is, is a great movie. I yeah. loved that movie when I was a kid, but the the simple fact is that it doesn't end you know and yes. it's just like it's too much and this is the ending this is the ending that I I, you know the the most of my life so at the point where I saw Return of the Jedi I basically waited half my life to see Return of the Jedi right. and it finally came out three years later and I was just like yes this is all the things I want oh Luke and Lair are sister or brother and sister okay whatever that's fine but <laughs> this is the stuff I really wanted oh he really is his father that wasn't yeah. just a thing you say I, you know It was just great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I will say like Luke kind of grew into being the cool badass Luke at the end of the uh, Return of the Jedi. But if you look at like who he is just as a person, like he's a whiny bitch pretty much all the time.
0: Especially when we first meet him. In New Hope and
1: even throughout fucking... Empire Strikes Back. He's just like, oh, Dagobah. It's like so hard for him. And he's like, oh, man. like, I can't lift a rug. You're not my dad. Like, he's just so, like, so what Like, it is not outside the question for me. It's when they like, oh, he's a hermit now and he hates everybody. I was like, I mean, I can, I can believe that yeah. because of what a fucking piece of shit he was in the first two movies. Direct quote from Luke's
2: first uh, lightsaber battle. Do you even know what my dad does?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I love... I thought Rey uh, was really headstrong and needed to be the uh, counterbalance point to so Luke's like pessimism. And one of my favorite things was something, I'm so glad it worked out this way and it made so many people mad. And I just hated everyone after The Force Awakens came out because no one would shut the fuck up. About who Ray's parents were, or yeah. who her dad was, and the reveal is that her parents are fucking nobody. So yeah, I was but like that's that. Probably uh, a fake out.
0: I, I still feel like that's
1: hashtag fake news. Well,
3: but
0: the, like let's let's revisit him, the point after episode nine. If yeah, that's true, correct. I agree with you that it is
1: interesting. Instead of like that is they can change it because it's Disney; and they can do whatever they want. True. In, and I keep saying Ryan Johnson's script because I listened to a bunch of interviews to hear what his perspective was on stuff. He wrote that that is the intention because the whole point is that new rebellions are starting all the time and the little kid in the end with the force pole thing in the broom, like that's a group of nobodies. Like Ray was once one of those kids who was right. like living under de- like Luke was until you find out who his parents were. But like, in essence, like you're a nobody until some, somebody or something gives you purpose. And so Anakin. they could fake this out. Right. Exactly. Anakin was a nobody until like all of these stories have given us the answers. And so sure it could be a fake out with Ray's parents. But in that moment when Kyler runs like telling it to her, like, and the way he delivers it, like, Adam Driver really did a great job. And it was just like, you're nobody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like explaining to her, like, you don't, ultimately, I want to do this with you, but I really don't need you. You know what I mean? Like, you're, and like, there's just so much about it that the emotion of it and the intent was so much more valuable than the Dane Cook <laughs> force awaken so rather than just the Jane co- cook awakens yeah, yeah rather than just the spectacle of like remember how star wars is so fun and cool he was like i'm gonna challenge you guys and to me that's what a that's what a great movie does is it makes you think and it challenges what you think you want and tries to give you something different to make you realize that you can kind of open your mind a little bit more so i think for you it's not to say that you were like fuddy-duddy about it it's just maybe that like what you came in with yeah they didn't give you what you were hoping for. And it, maybe that is the thing is like on a second viewing, like having and kind of removing yourself from it and then going back, you'll probably hate things a little bit. Le- well, not you hated it, but you'll probably. No, but the things that bothered me, yeah. There will be things that still bother you, but you might overall be like, eh, it's fine. You know what I mean? You'll just kind of yeah. let it go. Look, I'm just going
0: to be excited to watch Puppet Yoda again. That's you know? all it's like, really needs. We, we all got need. I was so teary eyed.
1: I was like, holy shit.
0: And it wasn't instantly that I was 100% sure it was Puppet Yoda. I yeah. had to watch him for a little bit and be like, like, I and thought it was a CGI Yoda. They tried to make look a little bit more like that. I'm that's like, what a use, lot of people thought. One of them, the puppet.
1: And the last thing I'll say, like a major point of mine that I just loved is because I believe this in my life too, is that like, I grew up in a true Christian church and it's all about the Bible and it's all about the text and it's all about the objects. And it's, it's like the word of God. It's the word of God. And we're told not to like worship idols. And yet people look at churches and buildings and books and, Crosses. As crosses the things that they contain, as if they contain what God is, and this idea about the force as being that thing, and Yoda's like, "Let the tree burn." You know what I mean? it's like, yeah. It does. It's not in the books. It's not in the trees. It's not on the island. It's in the ether. Like you the force, aka God, is just something that is, and it's up to us to learn how to understand and harness it for the better of mankind, as opposed to using it and then restricting ourselves because the force, like God, is infinite. And what we try to do is we try to place restrictions on something that is infinite. That's what religion does. So it was like, to me, as a kid growing up and then now kind of pushing back on the way I grew up. And not that I, I mean, I still love my parents and stuff, but organized religion, like, I just, like, don't do it anymore. And I was like, this is how I feel. Like, this is everything that I've thought for so many years about, like, if a church burns down, like, God is still there. If the Bibles get burned, God is still there. Like, it doesn't go away. And so that was my biggest takeaway. I was like, oh, this movie gets me. It just gets me.
0: It does get you, and I, I don't know. I mean, look, it's uh, not going to have me any slower to uh, sit down and watch episode nine when it does come out. Yeah. And I look, I'm looking forward to uh, you know spending a little bit more time with it. And I don't know what's what kind of uh, deleted scenes there are. I know there are some on the Blu-ray, so it'll be interesting to see
1: if that helps in any way. Just ten minutes of Luke sucking on the tit of one of those things. <laughs> that was a little weird to me. I was like, mm. I was like, no one wanted that. I don't need to. I didn't yeah. need to see that. Yeah. We we put that
2: scene. In the movie, because we wanted to know right then whether you were with us or against <laughs> us.
0: Exactly. Uh, that's when they lost the hat. That's right. yeah.
2: Yeah, It's oh, like God. that. Dana Carvey saw that scene. Was like, what?
1: <laughs> Fucking millennials
0: walking
2: uh,
1: in on their cell phones, the, tweeting.
0: We've we've gone a little long uh, today, as we often do. But the one thing that I want to talk about before we uh, wrap it up is. Movies that I have expectations for and think are going to deliver what I want. Uh, you, William, posted that even though you are, it is well documented, your Marvel fatigue. You're pretty fucking excited for Infinity Dude, you're so War. So
1: fucking excited for Infinity War. When I saw it, like I was like honestly one of the things I just really want to see how they can fucking make this work cuz there's so many Because characters. there's so much going on. But you yeah. see everybody and seeing Star-Lord make a joke to Iron Man, and I was like Iron Man deserves to be made fun of by somebody like Star-Lord cuz yep. Iron Man's such a dick. Uh well, and everything that makes Iron Man special
2: would be negated by somebody who lives in outer space yeah. with all that advanced yeah. technology. And
1: who behaves kind of like him. You know what yes. I mean? So like and there's just so many there's good jokes in the trailer. Captain America has a fucking beard and looks like a badass, and I hope he dies, and I say that in the best way possible. Well, he, I mean, he will
0: you know, have a very meaningful death. I if love he
1: Finality more than most people know I think because this is gonna sound like I'm getting deep, but I don't mean it this way But it is in fact my psychology losing my mom at 15 like I'm used to chapters and books closing and beginning new ones So I love finality so I want like tons of people to die like and not in a bad way I'm like I want to hardcore go into the next one with a clear-cut new beginning Yeah, and if you give people meaningful deaths, there's nothing more valuable than that Mm -hmm. and so I want to see that happen if it doesn't I'm not, that's not going to ruin anything I love Doctor Strange and he's like oh we're using our made up names so I love that moment that, <laughs> that, one of the that, best
0: that, that is actually because There's of so how much ma- because of how much I love Spider-Man that's my favorite moment in and the trailer Tom
1: Holland is just such a is, yeah. is and you know I didn't mind Andrew Garfield I thought he was a good Spider-Man I thought he was a good because Spider-Man he did the humor well but really it's taken us three fucking versions of it but I think we really finally got like the best Spider-Man we've ever had but
0: Disney wants you to know that the next Spider-Man is the one they're going to really get right the next guy right? the next guy whenever they, they have it, or not. they're like
1: no I know yeah. well I don't know if they'll make adult. they'll do Miles Morales and then you won't see it um, oh, I, I won't yeah. see it I'll stay home <laughs> I'll no, see that shit I, I, will, I will see it. Spider-Man <laughs> okay, movie okay Donald
2: Glover is gonna be in that one I know because he's gonna be his uncle that's right, right. As Go. as referenced in Homecoming, but anyway, so but yeah, very exciting. there's just so just much to see in there how that it all cool. comes together, and it's a like very complicated
0: storyline. And uh, I think that a lot of our I've said this before a lot of our Phase One friends are going to die. Uh, somebody like Hawkeye, I'm sorry, is, is going to be like the first. He's going to be gone in the first like three minutes of the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. because so he's like fragile. Well, it's just like yeah, it's like what are you going to do about it, Arrow Man? <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen, uh,
1: come on, the green, the green Arrow was very valuable. You mean Robin Hood?
0: A little inside joke (laughs) fun that we just had right there. Uh, You know, and I think that Look, you can look at it from a business standpoint. There's contracts. There's people who aren't going to be in movies anymore. But then you know you're going to have you know four more movies with Chadwick Boseman in it, and you know right. that you're going to have more Ant Man. You're going to have all this stuff. So who I will not be in this movie, by the way? Uh, like at all? Or That's what I heard. I, I've there's heard
1: a to, couple of heroes that aren't quite. Yeah, it well, it makes sense. like
0: his movie comes out in like July, so it probably makes sense that he's
1: not in it. It was supposed to be like part one and two. Yeah. But they kind of wanted to, I guess, give it a clear cut in some yeah. way. But the next Avengers is still going to be a slight continuation of it. It seems like it, it will, be. and yeah. I would think yeah. will we'll they understand, understand. Thanos after we see it. in this one, I get, no. I don't know.
2: They can't beat Thanos in this one, like. This is I, the I don't M- know what they have back
3: to
1: do. of Avengers movies. It, it,
2: Even yes,
3: this,
1: it's like it's so many it movies. seems like that's the way it should be. I mean,
2: okay, you've got this thing, the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Right. You need at least a movie to fully assemble and use the ultimate power of the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Like, you can't jump into that because once you have full power over all reality and creation, like, that's pretty much the pinnacle of what you're gonna have to defeat. So my best guess is that would be the kind of thing that you'd get at the end of the first movie or something or enough of the power that it's like Fuck! We can't defeat him. So yeah, now we need a whole another movie about figuring out how to beat.
0: The movie is two hours and thirty six minutes long, and that includes credits and post credits and mid credits sequences. But I feel like just shy of two hours, he's gonna Thanos is gonna have the Infinity Gauntlet, and he's gonna start using it, and that's when it's gonna be like, uh oh, we're really in trouble. See you next year, everybody. We're yeah. gonna really figure it out then. Once He'll probably he kill it. like a Captain
2: America.
1: or somebody That's what I'm saying. Like, you see one. that shot where he yeah. catches the hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it'll be like interesting that. to see, but I I don't know. I'm very excited about it because we're gonna. It's gonna deliver on on so many different levels and so many different characters. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. So then the real question becomes, when are we gonna see it? You gotta go see it with your lady now. You have to go see no, all your I superhero mean, movies with your lady. We can
1: always go as groups. When does it come out? The end so
0: of, it comes the end out on April 27th, which from the posting of this episode is you know like mere days away. Okay. Uh, or a week away or something you yeah. know? and so that's the Friday you know the Thursday night is a little tough to do but 27 yeah exactly happy
2: 427 happy 427 yeah, four two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: 28th, so 29th. the 27 yeah the 27th is indeed the, uh, the Friday so it's you know, in the good old days, we would just uh, all duck out and go see a movie on Friday. That's the last day before Heather goes to work, so I know she wants to see it. I don't know. We could we could bring ladies, but Sorry, I don't. know, I mean, yeah, we let's bring ladies. Why we wouldn't bring we bring the
1: ladies? We're all gonna sit down and talk about it without the ladies. So yeah, what does it matter if they're there they and see it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe
0: they'll they'll <laughs> give us insight that we're not smart enough because they are women and well, they We didn't
1: see X Men all as a as a as a as a throuple we did when we can we can, we can have the, me, the
0: new thruple. yeah you know that that episode would be the new thruple yeah. and that could that could definitely be fun uh so know we'll have to figure out when we can all see it because i want to i want to get talking about that well i want to talk about it now but i haven't seen it yet so you can't we got it yeah well, i could try you,
1: you, we just you, keep talking
0: about the trailer for two hours a,
1: what one past an advance showing would have to be super mad if i got it? Uh, I think she'd get it if I had a zero, if I had a plus zero,
0: you know, uh, she'd be like, all right, I know you want to see it. But then I'm like, what, are I going to talk about it by myself? Because nobody saw it. So therein lies a problem. But anyway, uh, so that's in our near future. And I was thinking that even though we just had Liev on, he's so excited for Deadpool. Do do we try and see it with him? I
1: mean, if he's willing to come to the, you know, the valley, we should always make it liev have come to the Valley at any opportunity. We yeah, can. Well,
0: at this point, he's completely off the wagon and on a bender. So, you know, we might never see him again. He, so, did he, did well, he complete by the his, time. Did he complete all his right. Day so, in all, all in honesty, by the time we're recording it. this, he's on day 51 of 58. So he's not done yet. OK, so he but by the time this is posted, he'll definitely be done. Do you
1: think on day 59 he's just fucking trash? Yes. You do. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, wasn't
2: it meant to lead up to something like uh, co- well, uh, a... Stage for stagecoach, stage he so, had to
0: make sure he did it before stagecoach. Yeah, I'm oh. just saying,
1: like he's planning he, a weekend where he's going to yeah, be shipped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. It, we'll have stagecoach. There's sticks. a culmination. But here's the best part about David.
2: He's going to not... Or I'm hoping he'll, for my own benefit uh, and laughter, that he'll have forgotten that his tolerance has significantly increased with 60 days of sobriety. Three
1: Coors lights in and he's fucking done. He's going to start yakking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope we have a microphone we can put near him that he doesn't throw up on. Yeah anyway uh, well this was a this was a fun chat uh, it's always great to talk to the guys and you know I think if we come over for some bedridden will can't really get out of the house we have have some movie nights yeah. do some things like that but uh, hopefully you're able to get around in time for infinity war well, or yeah. or if not Jeff can put on the Yoda backpack from Empire Strikes back uh-huh. and you can just hop in there and oh, he'll carry yeah. you around okay. that sounds like a legit move
3: Perfect.
2: but we have to do a front flip yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Which, by the way, great for social media. Yes. Because if there's anybody who needs more followers, it's Jeff Duray at uh-huh. Jeff Duray, Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore, and the Motivation Report.
1: Motivationreport.com. That's really all you need to know. That's you, you get it. You get everything there. How many followers does it have? the motivation my, report my, twitter like 200 yeah. it's very yeah low. <laughs> i never tweet from it I it's just true tweet from it when there's it's, a new episode i just
0: know it's at motivate report because yeah. that used to be the only plug that i would give for it and yeah. then you're like you know there's a website i'm like all right settle down and in any case uh, i'm at christian dmz and the blackcast is at blackcast b-l-a-d-t-c-a-s-t blackcast.com and of course like the Blackcast on Facebook let us know what you think maybe we'll do another mailbag episode again soon that was fun when we did that you know not two hours ago but yep. like two weeks ago yep. so uh, let us know what you think and let us know what you hate I, your hate only makes me stronger okay <laughs> so please uh, share that with us too and we will see you sorry Dave the dog next time on the Blackcast